Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of The Blue Beetle called Murder for Profit. It first aired on May 22nd, 1940. Enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police. But a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman. Loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor. Flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's Blue Beetle episode is entitled, Murder for Profit. James A. Ridley of Ridley and Cochran, wealthy investment brokers, died in City Hospital under peculiar circumstances. Was his death on the operating table murder? Will his death affect the stock market? Can Dan Garrett, rookie patrolman, who is also the Blue Beetle, solve this case and run the murderers to earth? As our story opens, Dan Garrett is visiting his friend and advisor, Dr. Franz, in his little apothecary shop. But, Danny, you say the authorities suspected an attempt would be made on Ridley's life? Apparently. They sent Mannequin and me rushing over to City Hospital to guard Ridley as soon as they heard he was to be operated on. But what made them suspicious? I don't know. Unless it was because they knew his death would affect the stock market, give groups in the know a chance to clean up and make a lot of money. Uh, how? Well, Ridley was an international figure in investment circles. He controlled several large corporations. Uh, yes, yes, I, I know that. His death will undoubtedly cause the stocks of those corporations and possibly others to drop temporarily. Yes, but... Uh, Doc, if some crooked professional speculators were sure Ridley would not come off that operating table alive, they could play the stock market and clean up a fortune. But what about the other investors in the market? Wouldn't they stand to lose all they had? Precisely. But the murderers of Ridley wouldn't care about that. And why are you so certain it was murder? Look, Doc, here's what happened. When Mannequin and I arrived at the hospital this morning. Hey, Danny, it looks like something's up. Yeah. Wait, I'll let this guy come along the hallway and find Dr. Bartlett. Say, you, where do we find Dr. Bartlett? Dr. Bartlett can see no one. We're from police headquarters. We've been sent to guard Banker Ridley. You're too late. Mr. Ridley's dead. Did? Yes, he died on the operating table just a minute ago. Mannequin, you phone headquarters while I take a look around. Okay, Dan, I'll do that. I'll be in or somewhere near the operating room. I've got to find Dr. Bartlett. Oh, just a moment. Are you Dr. Bartlett? Uh, No, I'm just an intern. Uh, Dr. Bartlett's office is two doors down on the right. Uh, What's that you've got in your hand? It's a scalpel. A scalpel? Yes, a very sharp knife for making incisions. What are you doing with it? Well, I, uh... I'm not permitted to speak. Come on, come on, open up. I'm the law. Well, you'll have to see Dr. Bartlett. I'm seeing you right now with a bloody scalpel in your hand. Here in this room here, I want to talk to you. But you... In you go. 
Now tell me what happened in the operating room. I assure you, it's against the ethics of... Ethics be hanged. Talk. Did you kill Banker Ridley? No, I, I tell you, I had nothing to do with it. Then what are you doing with that scalp? I picked it up after the lights went on. The lights went on? Were they off? Yes. Just after Dr. Bartlett made the incision in Mr. Ridley's throat and was about to operate on the diseased gland, the lights went out suddenly and a stench bomb exploded just inside the door. It blinded everybody and everything was confusion. When the lights finally went on, Mr. Ridley was breathing his last. An artery in his throat had been severed. Where were you standing? Across the table from Dr. Bartlett. Then you could... Yes, but I didn't. What are you doing with that scalpel? I told you, I picked it up when the lights went on. Why? I noticed it was bloody. But wouldn't it naturally be? Hadn't it just been used to make an incision? Not this scalpel. The one Dr. Bartlett used to make the incision had already been put back into the sterilizer. But why should you pick up this scalpel? I thought there might be fingerprints on it. Fingerprints? When everybody would be wearing sterile rubber gloves? Well, I... I, I didn't stop to realize that. Your story is pretty thin. I'm going to take you down to headquarters and let some of our... From your story, I take it you suspect the intern of having killed Ridley during the confusion caused by the unexpected developments. No, I don't, really. I think someone higher up is a guilty person. Well, surely not Dr. Bartlett. He's one of the most famous and respected surgeons in the country. Ridley's death meant profit in millions to someone or to some group. You know the lengths to which some of our most respected citizens will sometimes go to acquire quick riches. Now, well, money is all right when it does good. But money is evil when it causes evil. Well, there's the first edition of the evening papers. Listen. Yes. Well, it started. Just as we suspected. Listen to that. Yeah. Well, Danny, what are you going to do? Patrolman Dan Garrett is off duty, but the blue beetle never is. I'm going into action. Can I help you? Yes, Doc, you can. What about that secret solution you made that dissolves steel? You mean my formula X4? Yes, that's it. I, uh, I have some over here in this cabinet. Ah, here you are. Now, here. Here's a little file of it. But be very careful. It's powerful stuff. Thanks, Doc. Uh, what about your portable wireless telephone? I've got that in my magic ray and my flashlight. Good, good. You know, Doc, if I can solve this case quickly, maybe I can save a lot of little investors from losing their life savings. Ah, that's true, Danny, that's true. Well, Doc, the Blue Beetle has some nipping to do tonight. So long, Doc. I'll see you when I've cleaned up this stock market racket. Again, the Blue Beetle rides the night wind. In his speedy motor car, he sets out in search of the murderers of Banker Ridley. Will he unmask them? Can he uncover their plot to make millions by murder? Where will the Blue Beetle strike first? In a dark street at the rear of the Ridley home, a long blue motor car comes to a stop. A figure silently steps forth and approaches the high wall around Ridley's city home. Now here's the rear of Ridley's house. I'll have to watch my step. Wealthy neighborhoods, well guarded. Ah, here's a door in this wall. Locked, now, but just as I thought. Let me see now. Try one of these master keys. No, that one won't do. Try this one. Ah, that's the one. 
Better go easy. The hinges on this door will probably squeak. So far, so good. Better close this after me. Watchman finds this open, he'll be suspicious. Now to gain entrance to the house without arousing anyone. Hang that Here's a window. Only wired down with a burglar alarm. Just attach these suction cups to it. Now cut out the glass. Remove it without disturbing the frame. Uh, that's got it. I'll just remove the whole pane of glass and climb through. with my flash. That's the kitchen. All clear here. This door must lead into the dining room. No, no, that's the pantry. The dining room is beyond. What does this other door lead to? It's the hallway. The library should be up there on the right. Everything is dark. This is my chance to search the place. I'll take the library first. The wall is hollow. Just the place for a wall safe. Back at the picture. See if I can move this panel. And there may be a button. Someone's coming. I'll hide behind these curtains until they go. Who's in there? Come on, Rose, shoot! a little light on the subject. Huh? Yeah. I just I heard someone coming in there. I was right. The picture over father's wall safe. It's just blue speech. Drop that gun, Ridley. Not me, Al. <laughs> Sorry, Ridley, but I want to examine some of your father's private papers for a possible clue to his murder. He's out like a light. Well, I'll just tie you up and gag you and then put you... Let me see. It's over there, back of that couch. There. Now to open the panel. Just as I thought. A large wall safe hidden behind that panel. Now for a little Formula X4 poured on the lock. Working all right. Eating right through that steel. There, that does it. Jewels, stocks, and bonds. What's this? A letter. To whom it may concern. This is to inform the authorities that should my death occur due to other than natural causes would be advisable to investigate the affairs of my partner, Charles Cochran, and my adopted son, Samuel. Well, Mr. Ridley, the Blue Beetle will certainly investigate. I'd better take these papers and jewels along with me. They'll be safer with me than here with your adopted son, Samuel.
into the night sped the Blue Beetle on the trail of those responsible for the death of Banker Ridley. Meanwhile, at police headquarters, Officer Manigan, playing a hunch, he has also decided to go to Cochran's office. In the still of the night, two cars are speeding toward the same destination. Each has a single occupant. One of the cars reaches its destination ahead of the other. A mysterious figure alights and disappears behind the building on the corner. Quickly, he mounts the fire escape. A minute later, a circle of light is playing on the door of a safe. In the middle of that circle of light is a large blue beetle. The doctor's formula X4 worked once before tonight. It ought to work here. Sure is powerful stuff. Now let's see what this safe contains. Ah, stocks, bonds, and certificates. Here's a list of something. To be sold short for Samuel Ridley, Charles Corcoran, and Mr. John Smythe. If and when. I wonder who this Mr. Smythe is. You'll never know, Mr. Blue Beetle. Officer Manigan. Isn't it late for you to be out alone? No, 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 that. They've got you covered, and I'll shoot you if you make a move. You're going to the station house with me. Maybe you can explain to the DA what you're doing in this office at that safe there. I was looking for the lost cord. Cut out the wisecracks and slip these bracelets on. I'm sorry, Manigan. We both seem to be cornered. That door in back of you is blocked. What? You. What? You. Never take your eyes off your man until you've got him securely handcuffed, Manigan. After taking the unconscious Manigan back to police headquarters and propping him up against the front door, the Blue Beetle sped on his way to the home of Charles Cochran. Arriving at his destination, he enters the Cochran home by means of a skeleton key. And hearing voices... He slips into an adjoining room and listens. Oh, here, uh, here's your check, Dr. Barford, for $7,500. Your fee for, uh, operating on old man Ritzy. The operation was successful, but the patient died. Yeah, <laughs> and what about the profit on the stock? Yeah, we'll settle that when we complete the transaction. I'm carrying your account under the name of Smythe, you know. Yes, but what if... Oh, are you worrying about the intern who was arrested? Yes, frankly, I am. Well, don't worry about him. He'll never testify in any court. I had someone bail him out. And he's here in this house now. We're sending him away tonight on a one-way ride. What? You don't mean... Exactly. Oh, but you can't do that. Why, that's... Murder? Yes, Dr. Bertlett. Murder. Just like your operation on my partner today. Clean. One of my men short-circuited the light at the hospital. And another one disguised as an orderly dropped the stench bomb. But you, you, Dr. Bartlett, severed the artery in Banker Ridley's throat. A blue beetle. Yes, a blue beetle. He's going to nip a band of murderers. Come on. You call, boys? Don't move, any of you. I've got men outside, and they're coming in to take you. Pardon me, Mr. Blue Beetle. I doubt that statement. I happen to know that it is the Blue Beetle's proud boast that he works alone. 
Grab him, man. Get away, Raymond. I'm going to shoot the blue beetle. That's what you'll think, Cochran. Come in, Raymond. I'm going to give you a little ride through the air. No, senor, it's a mistake. No, Dr. Ramon. Give your knife, Raymond. English rough. Rip up the blue beetle. Right, boys. Oh. I'm going to tore up my boot guts. And now you, Raymond, up you go. Oh, no, senor. And across the room, and your boss is black. Oh, blue beetle, get those hands up. Young Samuel Ridley. You must be Houdini to have gotten out of those bonds, or else I've forgotten my sailor knots. You've forgotten something else, Blue Beetle. I'll take whatever you took from my father's safe. Certainly, Ridley. Here you are. Good. I thought this gun would make you see me. <laughs> Foxed you, Ridley. Now, all of you, stand over there. I'm going to release the intern you're holding prisoner, and then... <laughs> Good Blue Beetle is out like a light. I'll tie him up and throw some water on Raymond there. Right, boys. Getting out of here. Oh, no, you're not, Dr. Bartlett. I need the famous surgeon for one more little operation. No, no. Don't no. worry, Dr. Bartlett. It won't be murder this time. But I... I've got a better idea. You're just a little operation on the blue beetle's vocal cords and the muscles of his arms. What good will that do? He won't be able to speak or write when you get through with him. He doesn't dare turn himself over to the police. No, it's fiendish. But necessary. Yes. Yeah, boss. Take the blue beetle into the other room and put him with the intern. Then come back here. Okay, boss. Gee, please, have he? Maybe he's dead, boss. He'll wish he were before I get through with him. The blue beetle's nipping days are over. <laughs> What will happen to the Blue Beetle? Will the Archfiend Cochran be able to force Dr. Bartlett to maim him for life? How can the Blue Beetle get out of this spot? Not a soul knows where he is. Let's look in on Dr. Franz in his little apothecary shop. I wonder... I wonder how Danny's making out. I think I'll close up shop and work a while in my laboratory. Ah, there. There, the shades are down. Now I I'll just bolt this door. It now put out the light. There we are. Now perhaps I can locate Danny with my new radio locator. He took his portable wireless phone with him this time, but he hasn't called me. Maybe he's in trouble. seem to locate him. I'll just swing it north two more degrees. There. Now let's see. Ah, that's got him. Contact meter registers pretty weak, though. His vitality must be low. Now, now perhaps if I connected up my radio energizer to this locator, I could shoot some vitality to him through the ether. I'll just connect these two wires here, so... And then turn on the energizer and let him have it. Ah, there. There it goes, Danny. I hope it's reaching you and giving you renewed strength. It's all I can do for you.
energizing rays sent out by Dr. Franz reaching the Blue Beetle? Has he again managed to outwit a clever and ruthless gang of murderous racketeers? How can he escape their clutches? Let's look in on the little room in the Cochrane home where the Blue Beetle was imprisoned with the intern from the city hospital. Where am I? What's that noise? The midget antenna on my helmet. Franz must be trying out his new radio locator. feel as if I were being pumped full of energy. I can burst these burns easily. Well, who's that over there on that cot? The hospital intern, of course. You, can you hear me? Shake your head if you can. Oh, you can. Wait until I take that gag out of your mouth. There, that's better. Now I'll cut your bonds with my magic ray. The blue beetle. That's right. How do you feel? A little weak. Now hold my hand a minute. Get some energy from me. Mm. Mm. Now, now do you think you could hold a gun on some men if I help you? I could hold it alone. You certainly pep me up. How, how did you do it? That's a secret. Now here is your chance to be a hero. I'll do anything I can to get out of here. Good. Have you a fountain pen? Uh, yes, uh, here it is. Will you hold it like this, you see? Like a pistol. Uh, this way? That's right. It'll fool those men in the other room until we can pick up a real gun inside. Now, you follow me. We're going in and clean up those rats. What's the matter with your eyes? They're shining like searchlights. Due to a new invention of a friend of mine. Come on. Gee! Boss, look at his eyes. This man, he is terrible. Not to me, he isn't. Don't you... It's no use, Cochran. You can't injure the blue beetle. Throw down that gun. Drop it or I'll blast you all with my magic ray. You better drop the gun, boss. All right, blue beetle. You win up to this point. How are you going to turn us over to the police? Why, you don't... Yeah, you intern. Here's your chance to get even with the doctor and this gang who are holding you prisoner. Pick up that gun and keep these men covered until I tie them up. Okay. Here comes the law. I called the police on my wireless telephone. You'll all be in safe hands soon, safe for the citizens of this great city. No more will your secret machinations bring distress to honest investors. Gentlemen, the Blue Beetle's job is done. You'll soon be paying the penalty of your dishonest schemes. I'll leave you to the tender mercies of the district attorney. In the early hours of the morning, Patrolman Dan Garrett, no longer the Blue Beetle, sat in Dr. Fran's living room. Uh, Danny, you did a swell job. And now, now you'd better get some rest. Yeah, I guess you're right, Doc. Uh, I'll see who it is. Uh, just a minute. Just a minute, I'm coming. Is Patrolman Garrett here? Uh, yes, sir. Who wants him? The chief. Everyone's called back to duty. Why? 
What's happened? Some crooks have started a raid of terror. They've threatened to blow up the city. There's no rest for the Blue Beetle or for Patrolman Dan Garrett. What will develop in the next chapter of Dan Garrett's life? As the Blue Beetle, will he be able to run down and apprehend the members of this dynamite ring? Can he outsmart this deadly gang of underworld characters? These questions will be answered in the next episode of The Blue Beetle. Here's the Blue Beetle himself to say a few words. Folks, the moral of this story is that the confidence of our friends often gives us new strength and new courage. And also that our confidence and friendship for others often helps them. In other words, confidence and friendship among mankind is vital. And if everyone is sincere in everyday life, they will aid others or be aided by others, just as Dr. Franz sent new vigor and vitality to me in order that I might rise and fight. So my advice to young and old is to cultivate the friendship and confidence of your fellow men. And through that friendship and confidence, find new strength and courage to face the problems of each day. The Blue Beetle is a copyrighted Fox feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine on sale at your newsstand. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in. The Blue Beetle has had a long and storied history. The character was created by Charles Nichols and debuted in the comic book Mystery Men in 1939. Over the decades, the Blue Beetle has had several comic publishers, including Fox, Holyoke, Charlton, and finally DC. After the Mystery Men debuted, the Beetle had a syndicated newspaper comic strip, then in 1940 he got his own radio program. The radio program did not last too long, only 48 episodes of 13 minutes of length. Generally, they are combined into 24 episodes of 26 minutes. The programs follow the adventures of Don Garrett, a policeman who finds the police bureaucracy a little too constraining. When he feels that the red tape gets in the way of justice, Dan dons the special armor created by his friend and mentor, Dr. Franz, puts on the mask and fights crime as the Blue Beetle. The actor who portrayed Dan Garrett was Frank Lovejoy. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.